Um, Daryl, it's been a weird, kind of terrible week, right? It has. Is that your experience? There's a lot going on out here. Yeah. Are you, you're in Connecticut now. Mm -hmm. Um, Danbury? Darianne? Um, Redding. Redding, Connecticut. Close-ish to Danbury, I think. Yeah. Great mall. (laughs) In Danbury. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Bought a mouse there one time for Uh my computer. uh Works. Still works. (laughs) Still works. (laughs) Love a good, reliable mouse. Love a good, reliable mall, too. The mall Uh is kind of magic. There's like a big Ferris wheel outside. Really? Yeah, it's a whole thing. That's not really important right now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, nothing's. It feels like nothing's important right now, other mm. than like the people out on the streets in America, like, yeah, trying to claim what's theirs. I'm not. We don't get political on this show very much, mm-hmm. but I don't really think this is super political. To be honest with you, I think it's about like people's lives. And decency and the feeling of safety when you go out and the feeling of feeling safe when you call the police that they're not going to come fucking shoot you. Mm-hmm. And everybody deserves that. And you got to do what you need to do out there to... Everybody deserves that. Right. Yeah. Are you marching at all? No. No protesting. Yeah. No marching for me. I um, can't imagine fucking Danbury, Connecticut would have a big... <laughs> protest going on yeah no not i mean it, it was getting a little bit wild i mean they set up all the curfews and stuff in new york we actually we had planned to come up here for Jess's sister's birthday mm-hmm. anyway so it was kind of timely that we skipped town but yeah there's a lot happening in new york and yeah i think curfews are bullshit Mm-hmm. I know they're not unconstitutional, but like I, I think they 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 it, they feel fucky to me. Right, right. You know it what I mean. Seems like a you know lay out their curfew to have a have a reason to get people in trouble. Don't tell me when to go to bed, government. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dictating my own bedtime since I was about nine years old. Okay. Yeah, I'm not trying to have fun with this. I just we I went to a march here in Auckland, New Zealand. It was mm-hmm. big. There was like two or three thousand people here, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was kind of amazing. I'm sure it was a super spreader event, like on <laughs> yeah. for COVID. Right. But um, I don't really give a shit. I know that's bad to say. Hey, we're all supposed to be responsible for each other's health now, but I don't, I bet I don't, I don't. We like, there was a, some speakers in Altea Square that were like really, really, really good. Um, all but one who, there was some anti-vax conspiracy stuff, but, um, mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, the speakers were like incredibly good, uh, and um, you know they were talking about why here in Auckland we're doing this when all this stuff is going on in the U.S. And it's that you know one speaker in particular whose name I, you know I'm remiss that I just don't didn't catch and don't remember because I was pretty far back, but um, 
he spoke about everybody in the world profits off black culture, right? Like, everybody in the world. We all, like, you know what I mean? We get out there and, like, say Black Lives Matter, then go home and fucking listen to hip-hop and, like, wear our fucking sneakers and, you know, repost shit on Twitter and Instagram and, like, whatever. Get our, like, streetwear and get our, you know, all that shit. Right. And that's it was just the really, culture. Yeah. Right. Go that's ahead. The, that's, the, that's the culture. I mean, that's the immediate grasp and stuff. But, I mean, the, yeah, the things that, yeah, like, from a civil rights perspective, like, a lot of sort of things they're on the forefront of fighting for the stuff that matters and mm. stuff that sort of we, you know, take for granted on a regular basis. Like not getting shot by the fucking police. Mm-hmm. Like I take that for granted every day of my life. It's not, it's not even a question for me. You know what I mean? It's a, like, and it's like an extraordinary thing to not be able to pick up the phone and dial 911 and feel assured that like help is coming. Mm-hmm. Did you feel safe while you were out there with at the protest? I mean, I was not. I'm not COVID scared um, because there's very, very few cases here in Auckland, and there's mm-hmm. very few. Um, I'm young, you know. I mean, I know it's like everybody's a risk, but like. I just was weighing the risk factors versus what I thought was right. In terms Mm -hmm. of COVID, I was not scared. In terms Mm -hmm. of cops, um, so the police aren't armed in Auckland except for um, choosing, by the way, the exact wrong moment in history to do like an armed officer trial run in certain communities which happen to be fucking majority Maori and Polynesian and Pacifica. Uh And, like, so there's also, like, that was sort of wrapped into the protest as well, was, like, um, arms down New Zealand in terms of, like, ended these police trials with weapons, like, with guns. And, like, the police shouldn't have guns. And Mm -hmm. most police here have tasers and batons, I think. I could be wrong about the batons thing. Mm -hmm. But, um, so there was, like, we saw, I saw very minimal cops. There were cops... Um, blocking traffic from coming through to the main street we were marching on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, like, there is a couple people, like, posing in front of the cop car. Mm -hmm. Um, But the cops were just, like, sitting there not doing it. They they were just, like, on their phones, basically. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is, like, good. Like, that's what you should, like, you know, I don't care. Like, watch SpongeBob. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're not doing it. Nobody's doing anything. And nobody, there was just, like, no thought of, you know, we, we did march down the street of, like, the Rishi, you know, the Gucci shop and, like, all that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. But nobody had the sense that, like, there's any kind of tension or edge or, like, anything's about to start up. Mm-hmm. It was all super peaceful. We marched to the U.S. consulate. Everybody knelt down in front of the U.S. consulate. And then mm-hmm. I went home. There were people who stayed for a little bit, but... I went home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, we left on the we left on the Sunday, and they had started protesting. I think on Friday night or Saturday, mm-hmm. and 
I don't know. It like it took a little while to figure out kind of what the mood was, but it was you know it wasn't obvious even on Saturday afternoon that it was going to be big, dangerous. Yeah. Um, as it is portrayed right now, and I don't yeah. know. You still had people kind of out. Like it was. It seemed like people were going about their normal business, but you know it's kicking up pretty quickly. And for me, at least, I. Yeah, I mean, I can't, yeah, uh, I can't justify the risk of, like, being out there for coronavirus. And also, like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to catch a, I'm not trying to cl- catch a police beat down. And. They're out there fucking beating people down. Big time. You know. And I can see, I mean, I fucking, it's, it's quite, you know, it's like. People get up there and talk on the news like there isn't fucking video everywhere of all the shit happening of police right. like extremely attacking and arresting peaceful protesters. Right. Firing gas canisters at them when they're just literally fucking standing there 50 right. yards away from them. Right. Like there's video. You know? I don't know what you want us to to say about that. There's fucking video of it. It's there. It happens. So, um, I think if I was in New York, I'd be out there. But I don't, I can't sit, you know, I can like, it's nice of me to sit in my like safe, protected castle of Auckland, New Zealand and like be like, I'll be fucking out there, you know, but, um, yeah, whatever. I'm not. So, um, I spent this week pretty angry, though, you know, and like maybe unjustified based on like my life's experience, <laughs> which up to this point has been cushy as hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I'm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not good at anger. I don't handle it very well. I mean, I'm just in awe of, like, the protesters, especially black protesters, whose anger is probably, I'm going to guess, like, a skinch more fucking justified than mine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, at their ability to, like, channel their anger into a peaceful demonstration. I'm not good at doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a skill I have or I've ever had to develop because when I get angry, like, I don't get assaulted. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, we watched Fast Five this week, uh, and, <laughs> and uh, we're still going to talk about it a little bit, I think. Yeah. I just thought it was important to, like, it's, you know, how I got you know, we got to talk about it. Right. We got to talk about it. So, anyway, that's what's going on in my neck of the woods. Um, how was your watch through this week, Daryl Wong? Um, I, I mean, I do all right. I, like, I say it episode after episode, but the backwards watch is what it's all about. Oh, I mean, my you, God. It's changing never, my life. <laughs> like, this is the only way I want to watch it from now on is yeah. backwards yeah. Well, chronological. Right. I fear the variation is, is in, you know, is having an impact there. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. that just like the nature of variation is refreshing, and so varying the length between certain movies 
is helpful for for that. So I think if we watch them backwards over and over again, we'd we'd fall into the same pit of despair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I I fell into a little pit while watching mm-hmm. five. Mm-hmm. We'll let you down. Just the butts, mostly. Yeah. There's so many butts. There's like. There's rock butt, actually, quite a bit of it. Uh huh. There's, um, um, what's her, Elena butt is definitely a thing. <laughs> and then there's like bimbo butt, which is like all the girls in Rio de Janeiro, mm-hmm. right? Right. Hanging out under the freeway overpass at the car party. Yeah, that's exactly right. The car party. Yeah. And you're, I just watch it. I just like. I mean, I'm not against butts, but I'm watching. I'm just like, guys, just <laughs> get to the cart. Like, I don't know. Right. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't need to. Yeah. I'm done with these butts. You know. <laughs> it's off topic. All right. I'm it's not, off topic at this point. Off topic. <laughs> it's off topic. Um. Yeah, it really seems gratuitous and not necessary to show that many butts. So, if you have one sexy character, male or female, and you want to show their butt a little bit, and the person one, is yeah. like... One butt of, show? Great. Signs a thing that's like, yeah, my butt's going to be in this movie. Show it up. Go for mm-hmm. it, you know? But, um, th- yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. And uh, I felt like... They're really a distraction from the whole, like, where this movie wants us to be. Mm-hmm. Which is in cars, driving fast. Um, yeah. Speaking of where this movie wants us to be, mm-hmm. I think in my watch through, I was, um, I was, I, I, I think I really watched it from Dom's perspective. I saw a lot of um, challenges that Dom had to face. And I think one of the things that I was paying attention to was how they set up, right? If we we think about this movie, it's sometimes hard to justify, like, oh, why are you robbing? Like, why go for the big heist? Why go for the $100 million pot? It seems... Yeah, it seems if if Roman is pointing it out, it seems personal, right? And... I think one of the things that I was paying attention to in this movie was kind of Dom's arc here. So he uh, he right, he's he escapes from uh, prison. Yeah. The way that this kind of unfolds is that he is he kind of he falls into Roman or he falls into Reyes's world because right he's at a point of desperation. Dom does. Like, Dom does right. Okay. And they all do through Dom. Literally but, off a cliff. They fall yes. into it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and sort of whether Vince knew it or not, right, they all mm-hmm. sort of participated in this job that they weren't expecting to do because they were all a little bit desperate after fleeing the U.S. Um, after the jailbreak, right? Right, and right. So it, they, they positioned this so that it's not, they didn't choose this mission. They just sort of ended up there on that train 
and right. they had, then they found out that they were seized cars, the, and that they were that there was DEA involved, that agents were dying, and that all of a sudden, like they were wrapped up in something much much bigger than they had that any of them had asked for. Right? They That's were looking true. for a break. They were looking yeah. for just like a quick little job, steal a couple cars, get back on their feet, so they could continue to lay low. Yeah. And the way that this is laid out, like it's right they're, they're they are fugitives. They got no resources, and the thing that they have to use in order to get themselves out of it is their driving car skills, yeah, the driving that's skills, true. yeah. And right, this the movie sort of switches very quickly into like, all right, heist movie. Let's call in the squad. Let's have a good time. We're all in Rio. And let's sort of, let's get that money pot. But mm-hmm. really it starts off from a point of like very deep desperation and like, um, yeah. And I, I think that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, um, yeah, desperation is a good word for it, you know, and struggle. Like they're struggling to make ends to like just survive basically, you know, mm-hmm. um, and they're separated. Like, Dom is not there. He went off. We don't know his route, right? Like, Mm-mm. yeah. Jordana and Brian and someone else from four? Are there three people who helped Dom, break him out? Brian. Mm. Am I missing something? There's three Artego cars, and, right? Artego and Omar are there? Oh, who's in the th- who's in the last car? Is it Letty? No. No, Letty's dead. No, Letty's dead. Who's in the last car? Bri- it's Brian. Uh-huh. Mia. Yep. And, <laughs> and <laughs> I cannot believe after watching this movie 15 times, we have no idea who it is. Hold on, I'm gonna find out. Mia. And Brian and and Mia, Brian and <laughs> this is extraordinary that we don't know. <laughs> it has it's to like, be Tego and Omar, right? Because they're in be for and they uh, are not in prison. Han, we don't know where Han is. Letty's dead. All right, do four. we see it at the end of four? Okay, I've got Brian. Brian. I've got Mia in the Honda. The Mia really, the... really good-looking Honda. Yeah, a little NSX. And, and... Tego and Omar. Tego and Omar. Tego and Omar. I mean, good. it made sense, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we don't know where Tego and Omar goes. We don't know where Dom goes. We only know Mia and Brian show up in Brazil. And Tego mm-hmm. and Omar do come in, obviously, later. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they're not there for quite a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they are. You want to um, do shout-outs? Do you sure. feel like doing shout-outs? I got a shout-out for the you week. You got a shout-out? Shout me out. shout-out for the week. Um, so it's been... Four months, maybe three or four, three at least three months, maybe four months since mm-hmm. I initiated my quarantine and have not had a single taste of outside food until last week. And this is a the shout out is you're talking about yeah. takeout. 
Takeout. Yeah, no uh, takeout. Only groceries that I've cooked at home. And uh, this shout-out is a sort of a uh, shout-out to uh, of gratitude to yeah. takeout food and to specifically to the spicy, greasy goodness of the Thai food that I had the other day. Hell yeah. Like I, I like many of others, um, have have fallen, and it's hard to know this while you're doing it, but had fallen into a place where I was just eating so much takeout, and it wasn't anything that I ever looked forward to. It was a luxury that I had, but didn't know I had. Yeah. And I just the first few bites of like, oh. mm, like delicious <laughs> spring roll. Yeah. And we had some. Um, yeah, we just like shared a couple. I don't even remember what they were anymore. I think we had some larb, and I got some spicy noodles, and just like, I to- I totally forgot what Thai food tastes like, and it's a luxury. Right. It's something that I haven't had in a very long time, and I remember that I took it for granted until I had this sweet, sweet taste of taking well, out Thai food. You had larb. What else did you have? Do you have any I Thai iced tea? I'm a Thai iced tea sucker. Ooh, I it's didn't so expensive, but time. it's so cold and so sweet. Yeah. So cold, so sweet, just all that artificial coloring, mm. <laughs> that condensed milk. <sighs> yeah. It's so good. Let that ice water it down a little bit to get mm-hmm. that smooth. Mm-hmm. I even like the Thai iced tea flavored water at the end when it's over, but then the ice melts a little and bit. You let it sit for, yeah, let it sit for a minute or two. Incredible. Yeah. Mm hmm. No, I'm pro Thai food. We had Malaysian the first takeout we had after quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I blew the order. I got mm-hmm. something new that I'd never had before. <laughs> and it was just like cold chicken. Mm-hmm. It was just cold chicken with bones mm-hmm. in it. It was not good. With a little vinegar sauce, you know? Yeah. That's how they, that's how they serve it. Chinese banquet style is traditionally like a... Like a cold, like a ginger chicken. That they I know of. it is. It's like, can yeah. I say something? Not into it. <laughs> <laughs> Not into it here, fellers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Warm that sucker up. Warm it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. get, maybe get a little crisp on the edge of it. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the most, the worst part, I mean, it, it obviously is a product, whatever. But like, the worst part is the skin is like just cold and loose and goopy and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i want like crispy delicious skin right but that is not the case there it tastes like yeah i don't want to get into it i'm just like it's an odd texture that i'm not used to and it uh-huh. creeps me out uh-huh. um i should have just got the like um you know beef Brendon or whatever, what I usually get. It's like delicious mm. shredded beef thing. Nice. Um, all right. Well, shout out to takeout. Shout out specifically to Thai takeout. Also, shout out to Jess Gray for helping your ass like cook meals and shit for four months. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Big shout out to Jess Gray. Yeah. Making all the tasties. I made, I made some serious tasties as well. Sure. But yeah, we all do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, you know, partnership. That's right. Um, all right. We got a big shout out. We got a big, well, you'll see. We're back. Uh-huh. It's time. <laughs> Scooter Slant. 
It's time for another episode of Scooter Slant with Nick and Sarah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so in the some big shit is going down in the Auckland e-scooter ecosystem. Okay, we've talked Flamingo, pretty good. Now that we know that they have a NOS function, mm-hmm. we've talked Beam, chunky, bad, slow, no NOS function, also more expensive. We've talked Jump, which are Ubers. The, weirdly the slowest of them though the mm. thing I do like is you don't have to get another app it's all mm. contained in the same Uber app and the same payment I didn't have to set up a new payment system that was nice last one I tested recently because then we had fucking COVID and we went into lockdown for whatever forever eight weeks all the scooters came off the streets all the scooter hmm. companies physically got vans. They drove around Auckland and they took all their scooters off the streets so people couldn't use them right. or steal them or like, mod- you know, whatever. I don't think people would steal them. I just, you know, it was part of like, they didn't want the sharing part of ride sharing is not COVID compatible. Friendly. Right. Um, so now they're back. And um, so I've seen Beam out there. I've seen Flamingo out there. I've seen Neuron out there. I have not seen a jump scooter yet, the Mm. Uber-owned thing. which Maybe they took COVID as an opportunity to say, we're not very good at this. We're going to, you know, make a better scooter maybe. Um, Or get out of a crowded market. Um, But I did try Neuron scooters. So the one, the big chunk, the chunk, chunk, chunky boys... That I hadn't tried before. And here's what I'll say. One, exactly what I thought was going to happen, happened. There is a helmet, right? And it's clipped into a thing on the, on the pole of the scooter. And I mentioned this before on the pod, how if I were evil, I would make it so that when you scan the app, it unclips and sort of falls out of the thing. Therefore, like... You can ride the scooter without clipping the helmet to yourself, but you still have to do something with the helmet, right? So you might as well mm-hmm. put it on your head. That is exactly what they do. Oh. Okay? That is exactly <laughs> what they do. Obviously, I'm not wearing this dork-ass helmet around, right? So I had to, like, clip it to my arm, and then it's, like, wobbling all over the place where I'm trying to do this. It was so, it was not fun and annoying. Yeah. It was throwing off your balance, messing mm-hmm. up your cornering, not mm-hmm. arrow at all. Not arrow. Yeah. And it um, didn't make it up the hill very quickly. You Oof. know, I had to, whenever I feel the need to do a little zigzag up the hills, right? <laughs> Just to, so that it, it decreases the incline. Yes. Right? Yes. You know what I'm saying? This is a classic physics problem. It's mm-hmm. like decreasing the incline as I as you zigzag. Um, I felt the need to zig and zag a little bit up there <laughs> in the neuron scooter. Mm-hmm. But here's what I'll say. So neuron scooter is sort of anti shadow. I'm sort of I'm not on board basically. Here's what I will say. This is the second piece of news in uh, scooter slant today. Um, it turns out from from early preliminary reports. Flamingo Scooters has recently been purchased by Lime, the Lime E Corporation. Oh. So my gripe, my main gripe with Flamingos after I learned that they were fast, 
which was that like I felt the council had taken away the licenses from a U.S. company and given them to a New Zealand company, and that felt a little shady. Not that New Zealand companies aren't good or U.S. companies are, you know, in a, you know, I don't not all of them are good. I just felt like there was a little finagling happening there, um, which I'm positive there was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. But then Limey was just, fuck it, we'll buy him. So, Flamingo, I can feel secure in knowing it's a U.S. company again. Nice. And, um, you know, I'm pro that. So, yeah, that's Scooter Slant for this week. I uh, uh, hope you guys enjoyed the segment. And I'll keep you as up to date as possibly can on what's going on in the in the eco. Um, anything else you want to talk about with this movie? Hmm. I'm a bit light, this movie. Yeah, I'm light as hell. The only other thing I had here was that, uh, this is in the beginning of the movie here, when, um, when Brian and Mia show up in the favelas to meet Vince. So there's a large entourage there of, like, nice, young, muscular dudes with submachine guns. And Mm -hmm. I, I think in the past, I wasn't sure if... This was like Vince's, Vince's entourage that uh, over the course of following through, free falling through Sacramento, or not Sacramento, through South America, he had sort of developed a uh, small gang of people that were yeah. sort of around him and protecting him. Yeah. But I think in this episode, it was the first time I was like, wait a minute, this isn't his entourage. These are just his neighbors. Yeah, very much so. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he, it does present him as sort of like a a gang leader like he went down to like brazil and he like fomented revolution and became (laughs) became like a guerrilla warrior right uh but i think they're just his neighbors just his neighbors he's like no no no. these are my guests it's okay please please yeah she'll be a little more welcoming here what's his wife's name uh rosa rosa and nico Mm -hmm. aka dominico Uh uh-huh uh, okay. Okay. Do you think, did Vince have any money? It seemed like he wasn't raking it in, but he was, it seemed like he was still doing some car stuff on the side as his, uh, primary income. Right. But he wasn't I mean, interested he had in doing contacts anything. down there, right? Mm-hmm. So he was at least, like, making some money doing his thing. All right. Anyway. Um, this movie sucks. I don't want to talk about it anymore, and I'm pretty done. Mm-hmm. You done? I think that's a wrap. I got, that's yeah. all I got for five here. I'm not into it. I, I didn't enjoy watching it this week. Mm-hmm. I'll, we'll see about four. I'm interested in four really, like, looking at Vin Diesel to see if any spark of his, like, boyishness is still there. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll continue my thought from earlier. I thought Vince, or I thought Dom had, like, a lot of opportunities. I think he had a lot to work with in five. And yeah. It, we're looking toward four, but I, I think, like, this was his shot. Like, he had, right, he'd just come off of his sentence. He'd escaped from prison. He found out Mia was pregnant. Right. He had to fully trust Brian for the first time, right? Right. Because Brian, Oh, yeah, like, I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, because in four he doesn't trust him the whole movie. Mm-hmm. He's got so a lot of motivating film. factors going on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And even his dynamic with Rock in this movie or with yeah. Hobbs, yeah. like that's like this is really where they are at their best is being opposing and sort of like trying to figure out their individual codes and like building that respect sort of cops yeah. and robbers style. Sure. Like this is when they were at their best. So I think as we, I think this probably would be, probably should be, probably would have been the best that then acts throughout the series here. Well, I think he's set up, he's set up here where that he was supposed to crush it. Okay, so that's totally true. I mean, I'm thinking about this now. Like, that's totally true. He's set up... The writing is actually kind of good. They've given him just a ton of meat to chew on, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it's actually kind of impressive This how like hard he squandered that, right? Like, It's actually kind <laughs> of an amazing choice. And I think it is a choice because you take this kid who can act... Uh, and he can do his thing, and he's like charming and charismatic, and he and you give him all this material to work with for Dom Toretto, and mm-hmm. he chooses to do like the doughiest, most <laughs> monotone, like bullshit performance yeah. ever given on camera, and that's kind of an amazingly ballsy thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? It's like, oh my god, you right? really are committing to this hardcore. Right, like it's a it's a level of dedication to not engage with that material <laughs> at all. He had everything. He had everything available had to him. Everything right? available to him. But he had that. Yeah, he had that moment with Elena, like in the favelas, trying to understand and connect over there. Um, in like that right? moment, you you actually think he's gonna do it. Like right? he he pushes her up against the wall, yeah. and 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 she's like, "Policia," you know. He like covers her mouth. Or whatever, and he's like a little bit scared, but then and you're like, Oh my god, is he gonna do it? He's gonna act, and then he's like, They know who you are. <laughs> like, give I mean, we, I feel like he needs a redo at this movie, just like then just give it one more read through, like, don't even re- don't even film it again, just like give us a dramatic reading. Like, that's yeah. what we really need. Like, It'd be fine. You had an opportunity here, you might have another one, but yeah. Fuck, man. All right, we'll look out for it in four. If you want to look out for us, we're at Nolt Podcast on Twitter, N-O-L-T-T Podcast. Um, What else we got, Daryl? We got at No One Likes the Tuna Podcast on Instagram. We got an email. Yes. No One Likes the Tuna Podcast. Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, there is a podcast at the end of that. Uh, no one likes to tune a podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Patreon if you want to throw us a buck. We don't fuck with tiers, really. I mean, there are because you got to set them up, but a buck, four bucks, that's basically what we set up. So if you want to throw us something, patreon.com slash no one likes to tune a podcast. You can always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It's just like incredibly helpful. We're on Spotify now. Hey. We're on the old, uh, I don't know, is there a nickname for Spotify? You know how like <laughs> Instagram spy. has the, uh, Instagram has the gram? Uh-huh. Is there like a IG? Spotify? Yeah, mm. IG. 
No. no. I think everybody just calls it Spotify. They don't call it, oh, what are you listening to? Oh, just the Fi, you know? <laughs> the Fi. But, Check yeah, me out on Spotty. 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 <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hit us up on Spotty. And, uh, uh, yeah, if they want to give us like $100 million like they gave Joe Rogan, that'd be cool too. Oh, my God. Fucking <laughs> 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 insane. It, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Stern contract. Do you remember when when Stern went to satellite? Went satellite? Does Sirius XM? Yeah. What kind and they of contract him like did a, they give him? Was that in the 90s or something? Uh, I think it was just around the year 2000, 2001. Okay. Uh, and it, it kept satellite XM rate. I mean, that's the thing that kept satellite going for a sh- way long time. Mm-hmm. I guess satellite radio still exists, but I don't know anybody who pays for it or has it. Right. I'm sure like car owners who get it with their car ha- have it. Right? I like, think this comes I think with a I year have a of free, satellite radio. I think I have a free trial right now that came with the the used car that I purchased. You know what it actually is <laughs> that ends up happening is I whenever I rent a car. And I'm like, I rent a car, and I'm like, oh, satellite radio. Let's see how Stern is doing these days. (laughs) And a hundred percent, I'm like, oh, Howard Stern, maybe. That's exactly. I was just gonna say that. That, That's the only time I do it. You know, and I don't, I don't opt for it. Obviously, when I'm paying my own dime for that, it's when I'm on like a, like a corporate, uh, like a business trip or something. Like, oh yeah, for sure. I sometimes upgrade to treat myself on the car rental. <laughs> I just do it. It's one of the places I like to treat myself. I, you know. Yeah. Is there like a particular, like a, do you have to have the car or does your trip have to go for a certain amount of time before you decide that it's worth it to treat yourself for, uh, for a nice rental? Or it doesn't matter? Um, nah, it doesn't matter. I yeah. mean, if it's a day, if I'm driving from like to like Connecticut to pick something up, I'm obviously not gonna. Like, but if it's vacation, yeah, yeah. I treat myself. Nice. Yeah, and I got the points, and I get the you know I'm, I'm part of the, all the programs and shit, so mm-hmm. it's not as strenuous. Hmm. Um, but like Hertz went out of business. Well, went bankrupt. So, and that was yeah. my car rental of choice. Yo, I'm a gold member over here. Hell yeah, buddy. <laughs> Skip the line, okay? Skip go the, right over yo, to the gold member counter over here. I cannot tell you like what a what a sense of entitlement feels like better than like, fucking yeah. having a Hertz gold membership and like walking through the door and be like, "Yeah, see you later." Yeah. I love it because like, yeah, they don't. They usually don't believe me when I have it. It's like, no, no, no. I'm a gold member. Please, yeah. like. They're like, oh, aren't you 12? I, I like, like, no. Don't worry about it. Don't yeah. worry about it. Right. Um, yeah, but Hertz is out of business. I'm obviously never renting from Budget or Avis ever again due to the deer-hitting fiasco. Uh-huh. So, and, you know, Enterprises is fucking expensive. So I don't know what I'll do. I did rent an SUV one time from... I don't know, a dollar maybe? Hmm. And? They were okay. Hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, if you want to find us on Sirius XM Satellite Radio, <laughs> look us up. Yeah. We're <laughs> us and Stern. We're the only two. 
All right, man. Awesome. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Sounds good. Peace. Awesome.